you know, it might be the last one ever. I just, I'm a little, what? I'm struggling. I'm struggling. I need some love. I need to, maybe Aaron will give me an I... invitation. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was going to say something, but I was like, no, no, I better not. I better... Welcome to season four, y'all, uh, episode nine of Over the Ledge Live podcast. The number one, and some say only, political satire show based solely on the Texas legislature. I'm Debbie Odette, and I have a gym shed in which I'm currently <laughs> located. Actually, it's technically my new gym shed, but whatever. Over the Ledge gives you a. Medusa. Yeah. Over the Ledge gives you a behind the scenes look at the shenanigans of the Texas legislature by decoding political headlines and legislators' behavior into easy-to-understand inspirational signs you'd buy at Target. Let's meet our guests tonight. Live, laugh, love, everybody. That's what's right. <laughs> I'm not doing that right. Um, hold me First up, we have our beloved Aaron Salinas. Aaron is a writer, actor, director, and all-around fun guy between the hours of 8 and 9 Central Time. He loves to share a laugh with folks as much as, almost as much as he loves to share a meal with them. A native Texan with a penchant for good times and good barbecue. If you can't find Aaron over the ledge, he's either at a storytelling show or playing with his sweet pup, Mango, and she'd love to meet you, too. Take it away, Aaron. What's happening, y'all? Happy to be here, as always. Wouldn't want to be anywhere else in the world. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, we all need a little over the ledge, and I hope this is convincing Stephanie to keep it going. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. Show, yes. show me a little more skin, and that might. I, I, this feels gross. <laughs> you know. You're a director. You're a person of power. <laughs> oh come on! No. Just take it out of the the credit for all the women in the bank. Like, just take some credit. Out. Show, show a little chest hair for the people. That's right. <laughs> for the real All righty. Our next comedic guest tonight is Sean Fernando. Writer of the Bob's House of Dildo sketch in Over the Ledge Part 6, which was super freaking funny, by the way. Sean is a comic writer, video editor, and general purpose weirdo who makes funny ha-has in the Austin area. On his, U- on his YouTube channel, Theoretically Sean, he plays a mystical thought form trapped in a purgatory-like void, being eternally tortured by knowledge of current events. <laughs> also, there are penis jokes, so subscribe if either of these concepts appeal to you. Take away, Sean. Um, my, my sign is rosé all day. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I did mean that about subscribing. I really need the subscribers. So please, <laughs> if anybody's yes. watching. You've got some very my, funny stuff. My self-worth is tied up in this. So please help me. All right. It's not desperate. It's just theoretically shocked. <laughs> yeah. Theoretically shocked. Yeah. That's there is just shocked. so much content out there, Sean. You know, you just gotta be in the right, right. place at the right time. That's true. It, that if it makes true. you feel better, I look up weird shit. So literally just make those your tags. All right. Trust My me. Next I, I, I went on a three hour deep dive of water towers. So I will literally look up anything. Oh wow! Right. I'm I'm gonna write down water towers. Um, yeah, that's my next weird guess. shit. Water towers. You're gonna be a bad Which one? <laughs> I was. I'm sorry. Oh. I know. Oh, yeah. I was in physical therapy the other day, and 
it overlooks like some trees and there were these two vultures and they were like, oh, look, it's Betty and Sean. And they're like, where's old Greg? And I was like, old Greg. And we all had this mighty boost moment nice. where we knew who old Greg was. So I think you're hanging with the right people, Sean, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm drinking Bailey's out of a shoe right out now. Out of a shoe, yeah. <laughs> Uh, real quick, yeah. sorry, but there was there was a girl on TikTok who she she had a tattoo, and they're like, "Oh, is that uh, Shrek?" She was like, "No, it's old Greg." And she was, and she was like, "Do you know how disheartening it is to just see their face go from bright and fun to just completely the <laughs> yeah. That was good. That's good. Oh, okay, and then uh, our very special celebrity guest who will be here later. Right. Is Monty Exter. He'll be joining us. He'll be joining us later in the podcast because he stepped up when someone else bailed, so he needs a little extra time. We're very thankful for him to be our last guest on season four of Over the Ledge. Monty Exter is the director of government relations for the Association of Texas Professional Educators, the ATPE. He oversees the state's largest lobby team dedicated to representing Texas educators. Exter himself is one of the state's prominent preeminent lobbyists on public school finance, testing and accountability, and public pensions and retirement. He received a law degree from Baylor School of Law. A former legislative staffer, Exter has extensive experience in organizational leadership, political action committee fundraising strategies, and elections. So, and beyond. And finally, we have yes. creator and ruler of Over the Ledge Empire who needs no introduction. Stephanie, you hurt my feelings when you bail on my show and make it harder for me to find a guest. And why do I even do this podcast? Cheer, Ellen. Um, Debbie, you caught my heart. Yeah. You caught my voice there. You really caught my voice. Wait, is that a family middle name? <laughs> yeah. It's on the Italian immigrant side. You have a lot of bailers. You hurt my feelings. <laughs> uh, back to you, right. announcer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nothing to I say. said my things. No, I'll I do my gotcha. monologue right after you ask people for money. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's right. That's right. Okay. And speaking of, just a reminder, if you like what you're listening to and you're in a position to help, please become a Patreon at whatever level is meaningful to you. It helps us produce the podcast and promote our efforts. Freedom isn't free. It costs a buck of fun. Or in our case, $5 America, a month would be super helpful. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, Now it's time for What's Up in Texas with our host, Stephanie Chiarello. Thank you. Thank you. What a big round of applause. That's how I feel every day. Thank you. There we go. All right. So the 88th session is finally over. Whoo. Barely noticed. Barely noticed because Governor Greg Abbott brought us back immediately for a so-called special session on border security and property taxes. Governor Abbott hinted that there may be multiple special sessions. Last by him, he called three. This time he's aiming for seven because he needs a place to hide all his horcruxes. Okay, I know it's been that... said, but what a shitty human being. Seriously. What a, <laughs> what yeah. a shitty human being. Yep. 
Well, speaking of that shitty human being, Governor Abbott backed the House's plan to cut school taxes while Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick insisted on the Senate's homestead exemptions, resulting in a rare public clash. Don't worry, they made up afterwards sharing a a bowl of Bluebell's latest flavor. Fuck them, renters. Oh, my niece. Well, she's heard me cuss. It's okay. I, 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 thought, I thought that was going to be a Dr. Pepper float. I thought so, too. I thought that's where you're going. This in, but Don't no, solely the Dr. Pepper. No. Yeah, I was like, okay, where like, No, good. no. Just screw you, renters. <laughs> Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick almost refused to sign a House public records transparency law because he said they were playing, quote, games. An odd thing to hear from the legislator who most closely resembles the host of the Hunger Games. No offense (laughs) to Stanley Tucci. Yeah, you'll never unsee that. (laughs) Very offensive to the. That man has my whole heart. No, I love the Tucci. Tucci again. He is very handsome. There's some Young like tooch, old tooch. He can tooch me yeah, all day. I agree. That's yeah, right. Man. I mean, Woo! A video of House Speaker Dade Phelan circulated the internet where he appeared intoxicated on the House floor. I don't think he was drunk, though. I think he was doing an impression of my Uncle Phil. <laughs> Attorney General Ken Paxton was impeached and is under indictment, which has people asking if it's time for him to run for the GOP presidential nomination. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he makes that mistress, his wife will have a trifecta. <laughs> Attorney General Ken Paxton's impeachment means he will have to forego his $150,000 a year salary. But no worries, his insider trading will cover that. (laughs) Former Texas Secretary of State John Scott. Former Texas Secretary of State John Scott, (laughs) who stepped down from his election oversight role last year after a controversial term, will serve in Paxton's place. Maybe they should campaign for national office together under the platform. White men falling up, boys. Failing. Failing up. White men still failing works. up. It still works. It still works. It does. Yeah. You'd think I could read these out loud and practice them a couple of times before, but why ruin that streak now? It's been a shitty session. It's okay. Okay. Thank you. The Senate approved a bill to install an anti-abortion monument on the Capitol grounds. Oh, God. They're adding a sign to Lady Liberty on the dome that says, my body, your choice. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I think the monument is just going to be like Greg Abbott. That'll keep me from having sex. (laughs) The Senate passed a bill that would require public schools to display the Ten Commandments, but fortunately doesn't require them to learn how to read it. We have lost Sean. I guess he really wanted to see that statue of Greg Abbott. (laughs) Yeah, that was was Greg Abbott calling me. Um, (laughs) I'm really excited about this this monument idea. (laughs) (laughs) For the third time, the Senate pushed a proposal critics say will ignore the existence of LGBTQ people in every grade level. 
If you ignore something and pretend it isn't happening, then it's not real, explained the 94,000 Texans who've died of COVID. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. Yep, I oh. threw that one in there. Oh. I, 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 oh, fuck. I want to laugh and groan. My body is like, don't, don't do either. Don't make a noise. Like, don't. It's like we forgot all them. Texas lawmakers voted against a bill that would prohibit public school employees from using corporal punishment on students. We reserve the right to beat your children. Now get those controversial Judy Bloom books out of the library. <laughs> in opposition to the bill, meaning in support of corporal punishment, Christian representative Matt Schaefer referenced a biblical proverb saying, quote, we will be wise members to follow the design that God has for disciplining children. If our notes are correct, God sent his only son to die. So, yeah, we've been following that one in Texas public schools real well. Oh, Ooh, that was even darker. Even darker. Oh. Even darker. Man, you, you were taking notes during this Thank session. You were, man. <laughs> yeah. But this person in particular, this person in particular. Jesus, bringing so, this yes. back up. Like, That's right. Let me get my notebook out, my Avenge notebook. <laughs> you have a bird book? <laughs> oh, you know. Okay, the Texas House passed a bill that would ask voters in November to approve spending $5 billion to increase internet availability across the state and create the Texas Broadband Infrastructure Fund. Prior to voting, legislators were overheard saying, yeah, yeah, the broadband thing. That's the one where we ban broads from controlling their buttons, yeah. right? <laughs> broadband. <laughs> bada boom, bada bing, uh. I'm Stanley Tucci. <laughs> That, that's such a low hanging fruit, but it's so good. It's so. All right, two more. Two more to take us home here. What started out as an $800 million investment in Operation Lone Star, the alleged border security mission, has turned into more than $4 billion in increased funding and measures. I think it's time we finally ask Greg Abbott just how badly do you not want to hang out with your mother in law? <laughs> I'm just starting to feel personal. Did you write that one, Sean, or was that Joe? No, that was Joe. That was, that was Joe. Just, yeah. was Joe. I mean, like, bro, just fake an illness, dude. And finally, Texas has officially banned bots that buy concert tickets in response to the ticketing disaster surrounding Taylor Swift's recent era's tour <laughs> experts say this is by far the swiftiest action ever taken by the texas ledge and the most political power any woman has had in texas since ann richards <laughs> <laughs> i hate that that's fucking true yeah. really yeah. it hurts it hurts well it hurts and that uh... is the best of the texas <laughs> legislature so your tickets are safer than your children Okay. Yeah. Shit. That's yeah. Our, well, I got. I'm writing that oh, down. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Fucking Ticketmaster is more controlled than our Texas public schools. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Exactly. But, you know, the stars are big and bright. Whatever. That's right. Deep in the heart. Yeah. 
Yikes. Uh, okay, that's all I got. Well, all right. well, on that, on that note, uh, let me tell you how this podcast works, y'all. Uh, on tonight's episode, Aaron and Sean are competing against each other for the coveted Most Knowledgeable Comedian in Austin Award. This award is given to the comedian who knows the most about Texas politics. According to the outcome of the games on our show, Stephanie, show the award. Oh, wow. Very nice. Very nice. Whoever wins. (laughs) Is that Mango chewing on something? She's a baby. That's so cute. Oh, my God. Um, whoever wins gets their picture taken with our special guests. We will post the picture on our social media announcing that the winning comedian is the most knowledgeable comedian in Austin. Uh, Stephanie's Monty cool with us. Did you know? No, I didn't. I did not ask him. Yeah. yeah I didn't. Yeah, we yeah. never do. So it's okay. Yeah. Like, we yeah. never post it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. <laughs> it's on my to-do list. It's yeah. It's on it. Yeah. Yeah. Now that, uh, I was going to say no, the weather's over, but it's not. Anyway, yeah, I was like, never, no. Yeah, um, so by the way, you do know, yeah. you might not know, but the House came back for special session in one day, passed the two bills that the governor wanted, and adjourned. The Senate is still there in session passing oh, stuff, shit. even though the <laughs> oh. House is gone. Like, Dade Phelan was like, I'm out. I'm out. I'm drunk Uncle Phil. <laughs> it's I'm <summer>. out. <laughs> I'm old, Greg. I'm out here. <laughs> like, I got a seat that's nice and icy with a little <laughs> baby. So let's wrap this up for sure. Yeah, but the, like, the only option is for the Senate to pass the House bills because the House is not there to pass any of the Senate bills. So anyway, it's a fun game they're playing with your money, taxpayers. Your money. It was a surplus. It's fine. I mean, this is the sort of competency. Oh yeah, this is the sort of competency that we expect from the legislature in Texas. Yeah, is, yeah. you know, one in, one it's out. Disappointing if they were to get shit done. No. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> sort of a blessing. What would we mean? We'd be out of work. That's for sure. <laughs> this wouldn't exist, y'all. I wouldn't yeah, there's, know y'all. There's, <laughs> they say no fodder for over the ledge. So yeah. yeah. They're Ooh, keeping well, the lights on. Thank you. Right. I never thought I'd say thank you, but thank you. Greg Abbott, <laughs> Ken Baxton, Dan um, Patrick. I would not be yeah. here without you. Honest to God. <laughs> but you make what you lack in empathy, you make up for an incompetence. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that should be crossed this on a pillow somewhere. Not like that. Uh, well, it's like their first game. So Monty represents the Association of Texas Professional Educators, the ATPE, in the biz. We call public education pub ed. So our first game is about pubs, the local brewery kind. Nobody cares about public schools anyway, so why bother learning about them? <laughs> game one, true. pub ed. All right. Okay. Let's get okay. started. There is no phone a friend since Monty's not here, so... You can, Debbie can try. Debbie can try. I'll try. <laughs> Not making any promises. Okay, Sean, you get to go first. Are you ready? I, I'm ready, and I'm excited that this has to uh, do with alcoholism because I might win this round. So. Great. Great. <laughs> cool. That's, I believe in you. Knowing All is right. half the battle. <laughs> Question one When was the first brew pub opened in Texas? 
was the law of the land which means nobody touched a single drop of alcohol because if it's the law everybody follows it and that just makes sense yeah nascar wasn't developed gangsters weren't a thing all of that is just a fantasy by walt disney i have like three fruit flies in here they're bad why would i have those fruit flies Mango's been catching them like crazy. She's... <laughs> okay. Uh, how long did prohibition last? Five years, seven years, 14 years, or 23 years? To the rat person, it never started. Hey, uh... oh, <laughs> no. I, want, I don't know why 14 years is sticking out to me. Is it 14? It is 14. Good job. I, I don't. I don't know why I honestly wow. know that. I, I, wow. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was August longer, 1933. Yeah. Texas voted in favor of the 21st Amendment. Actually, so. you want to know why I know this? I actually judge social studies and current events uh, for UIL. <laughs> and prohibition was the uh, writing topic for social studies. So I was like, why oh, did it go 14 years? Why is it sticking? You know what? UIL pays dividends. It's still to this day, folks. As a judge or a competitor, <laughs> I went to UIL for typing. Oh, really? On a typewriter. Well, I guess it was a word processor, not quite a typewriter, but yeah, really. I think it's still. What is, okay, what is UIL? What University I... University Interscholastic League. Uh, we took all the academics oh, okay. uh, that kids can compete in, and UT was like, "Hey, we want to make a profit off of that." Uh, so, uh, they essentially bought it and now it's, yeah, it, it's the academics and athletic association for Texas. Oh, okay. I was going to say if it was, if it was a Texas thing. Yeah. So, I was a Texas state poet okay. champion for 2012. So I'm, um, uh, you know, oh, that's, that's cool. not, not to brag. Not to brag, but, yeah. not to brag you know. 
Yeah. I do love the idea of a bunch of kids typing off at each other, you know? <laughs> it's, and slowly they just, like, they just get, like, asked to leave. Your margins. Your margins. <laughs> You call okay. that a header? Bobby, get the fuck out of here. Sean, what is the oldest craft brewery in Texas? Is it St. Arnold Brewing Company in Houston, Ooh. 512 Brewing Company in Austin, Celis Brewery in Austin, or Friends and Allies Brewing Company in Austin? I'm going to go with... Uh... I'm going to go with St. Arnold's. You would be correct. Nice. Heck yeah. Be honest, Sean. Were you nice. trying to think of all their campaign ads? Because <laughs> that's what I was doing. <laughs> I was like, I know they have to say the oldest brewery in Texas. Like, you have to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was I was on the fence. I almost thought that, I know that Celis, like had a brewery before they opened their current brewery. Mm-hmm. So, thought maybe, but it seemed like the right answer. It was. It was. All right. It was founded by Brock Wagner and Kevin Bartol. Oh. First keg okay. of beer shipped in 1994. So like craft brewing versus like a Coors or. Um, okay. That was a good year, 94. <laughs> Just want to say. Mm-hmm. OJ was on the run. I was born. Lion King came out. So there was a lot of things. <laughs> Some guy in a flannel shirt listening to Nirvana made up. <laughs> Grunge was real, you know. <laughs> I think I got my I first, know, right? I got my first email address that year <laughs> at the library. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Aaron. The three-tier system dominates the beer distribution system. Depending on who you talk to, it either creates a safe, fair, and regulatory model for beer distribution, or it crushes the little guys trying to get their beer into the bellies of their customers. But what are the three tiers? Are they the A, the producer, the Texas Alcoholic Beverage Commission, and the consumer, the farmer, the producer, and the distributor, the Texas Alcoholic Beverage Commissioner, the brewer, and the church, the brew, what? the producer, what? the distributor, or the retailer. I am and Catholic, we- so we do drink. Like, well, I, I'm sorry, I'm a recovering Catholic, and we did drink <laughs> in mass. Mm-hmm. Um, but TABC sucks. I will say that I I used to have my license, and they are sticklers for no good reason. And you brought it up twice. What was the third one, Stephanie? C? C is the TABC, the brewer, the church. Damn. And the fourth one? The producer, the distributor, and the retailer. It's the three-tier system. Uh, D. You're right. Yeah. Hey. Uh-huh. Hey, ba-boom, bada-bing. Yeah, I was like, I don't think TABC would actually like be involved in the actual, that they just enforce the laws. But yeah, that uh, I'm not going to lie. Working at HEV, I saw, unfortunately, quite a few friends uh, fail their sting operation by TABC. So they they do not fuck around. I I, I passed once. I I was just about to ring them up. And I was like, wait, you got your ID? 
And he just put a little pink slip on my uh, register and walked away. I was like, wow. oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, this close. This close. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So it's, it's actually a pretty complex system. It's a people liken it to kind of the um, bootleggers. Uh, it, if you want to get in the, deep in the deep in the belly of craft brewing, the three-tier system <laughs> yeah. is kind of where it's all at. Okay. Uh, Sean. Yes. What is pub short for in England when describing an establishment Ooh. to provide alcoholic beverages to be consumed on the pre on the premises? Is it A, puberty only, indicating Gross. only people who have hit puberty can come inside Okay. a pub? That one puberty. seems right, but tell me the other options. Are you sure you want to hear the other <laughs> options? I mean, why bother? Just cash it right. in, you know? <laughs> <laughs> public house, a place to hang out in public. Publication uh -huh. house, originally places to read local newspapers that branched out to also serve food and alcohol. Or publican, originally a secret hangout for the precursor to the Republican Party. Which one of these is pub short for? Um, I do like reading when I'm drunk. So I'm leaning toward publication house, but I think it's public house. So B. And, uh, you want to know why? Because <laughs> Boy Joe's actually had that on their sign. I want to give you one more opportunity to pick puberty only. <laughs> I All mean, right. I, you know, once was enough. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're right. Pub it's short for public house. Good job, right. John. Okay, and Aaron, last question on this quiz. Which of the following is not currently a beer on tap at Austin Beer Works? So one of these answers is wrong. Is it A probable cause, a sticky icky lager? B horse divorce, a Kentucky common. C, the River Phoenix, a limited edition double IPA. Or D, point of order, which is a pilsner with thysalized yeast. Whatever. That sounds gross. That sounds like you need a pill for that. Diflucan. Clear that up. I, part of me wants to say horse divorce. Because I'm fairly, I'm fairly confident that was on a, a bit from Parks and Rec. <laughs> but that's stupid enough to be the name of a beer. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, one of my favorite beers is Electric Jellyfish. That makes no fucking sense. Like, but it's so good. Oh, it makes your tongue hurt. Um, but let's go with the fourth one. Because River Phoenix also sounds... Like the name of somebody born at, born at Joshua Tree. <laughs> um, but it also could be the name of a brewery. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll go with the last one. Okay, you're correct. Point of order. Yay! That's a ledge term. Also, River uh -huh. Phoenix is also bad. I forgot I made up yeah. for this one. Yeah. So. yeah, you you met somebody born at Joshua Tree. I did. I had I loved River Phoenix so much, and he's only oh, eight years older than me. God. 
And now I'm like, eight years is no big deal, but he's dead. So, so wait, it's Joaquin's mean... brother, right? What? It's Joaquin's brother? Joaquin Phoenix? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Does this mean that horse divorce is a real beer? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's a real beer. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Of course. Currently on tap at Austin Beer Works. They did not pay for advertising, guys, but here you go. It's really a part of, of Parks and Rec. Sorry to hear you got a horse divorce. The horse. Oh, yeah. There you go. It, it was a horse ground. <laughs> for a okay, little Debbie, how, how are yeah. our people doing? Um, Aaron is uh, ahead. Aaron's got is three, and Sean has two points. Okay. All right. Yeah, you can still do it, Sean. So we're close. Yeah. Neck and neck. It's a, it's a horse divorce race. This is a horse divorce. Race. Of course, of course. <laughs> Debbie, you want to introduce our second game? I think sure. I really yes. Okay. You did. Um, yeah, you asked for it. We brought back McRib. Now, just the. I mean, all our favorite games in this final game, hodgepodge. You can bet we've got a tweet or wasn't in here. Stephanie. All right. Okay. Aaron, I want you to know I I just got the joy. I just got the joy. That's why I do this. This is so fun. (laughs) You bring the joy. That's why. You bring the joy. Okay. All right. We're on. We're on for next season. And I'll have you know Lone Star singer songwriter Radney Foster is going to be on our show. True story. I mean, he said yes. So. (laughs) <laughs> well, you got to do this, Mary Ann Perez. There, yeah. I said it. And Scott Braddock. <laughs> Boo! I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Captain some tweet tweets. I, he's, he, he's, I know. He's like some of his. I'm like, damn, that's good. Like he is. No, he's like yeah. hanging out with his daughter and whatever. Where oh, is he? Gross. Gross. I haven't called my mother in weeks. <laughs> Sean, what elected public official was impeached by the Republican-led House of Representatives? Was it puberty only? (laughs) (laughs) Was it Sid Miller, Ag Commissioner? James and the Giant, Peach Inhabitant? Ken Paxton, Attorney General? Or Brian Slayton, Representative? Um, It it's uh i'm gonna go with kenneth paxton attorney general he was he was impeached you are correct close though to james and the giant comma peach inhabitant i hope you guys got that joke that was really you know it was i i did we were there we were there there. and what is ken's real first name i'm kind of intrigued what is it kenjamin Kenjamin. Kenjamin. <laughs> like Bernard. But Dan Patrick doesn't use his real name. Ken Paxton doesn't use his real name. Dade Phelan doesn't use his real Ted name. Cruz doesn't use his real name. <laughs> no, it's just, no. It's just kind yeah. of sus. That's shady. Would say. I got it. Can you Let see it on my yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, Sean answered and he left because he's like, now we're 3 3, but that's not how it works, Sean. <laughs> Aaron. Which elected official was removed from office by the Republican-led House of Representatives because he got his 19-year-old intern drunk and and did things with her? Was it A, Brian Slayton, representative, (laughs) B, Charles Schwartner, senator, C, 
Bob Lobla, Senator, or D, <laughs> Arthur Herbert Fonzarelli, Comptroller? I know at least one of them is wrong. <laughs> I think if you you know two of them are wrong. Bob, no, I know two of them are. Okay. Uh, Bob, oh, blah 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 blah. What's the first one again? Brian Slayton, representative. Oh. Charles Schwartner, senator. I don't think it was. I know who it is. I know what they look like. They look like a gross, like, like cheerleading dad. What they kind of look like? Mm. like he's, he's, <laughs> he, he's a uh, youth minister, also for reals. Oh, yeah. uh, wait, shouldn't he be a drag queen? Aren't they the real danger? Yeah, drag queens with copies of the Grapes of Wrath just coming into schools, beating <laughs> up all those children <laughs> to death. That's a Wanda Sykes. Joke. All your kids. That's, that's Wanda Sykes. That's Wanda Sykes. Is it? <laughs> ah, shit. Is it Slayton? Yes, it is Slayton. Uh, Good job. Good job. Ah! Good job. Yeah. Who are you leaning towards, Schwarney? Because you've heard his name also. I've heard his name a lot, but I was like, no, there's something with him like... too. Well, he got a, a DWI this session and then That's right. last session. The he dick sent pick, a, right? The dick pick. Yeah, dick pick Charles. You know, we all got to have a high school nickname, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we lost Sean. Yeah. So uh, we're just going to skip his question and come to your next question, Aaron. Give tweet. Oh, oh, Sean's trying. We're going to stick with your question, though. Tweet or twasn't, which is not a tweet from OTL favorite Briscoe Kane? I'm finally back. I'm sorry about that. Folks. Wow. You're really playing the hard to get game, Sean. <laughs> yeah, it's... Okay. We, we've moved on to Aaron to his next question. We'll come back for two for you. Okay. Tweet or twasn't Aaron, which isn't a tweet from our favorite Briscoe Kane. A, the worship of men is idolatry. B, liberty, greater than signal, freedom. C, no joke, my wife abandoned the whole family to go see some unknown singer-songwriter perform at AT&T Stadium. Or D, <laughs> walking the walk greater than talking the talk, but together you're a badass Christian. Hashtag happy Easter. Were two of those quotes from Children of the Corn? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a lot like it. Wow. Um, <laughs> no actually that was a real one liberty greater than freedom was real it was the last one walking the walk greater than walk. talking the talk oh together God. you're a i mean i think he would say it i think i captured his voice really well there but... yeah because it's that it's the hashtag that I should, he doesn't yeah. use hashtags no. like people might question his sexuality if he uses hashtags i mean <laughs> my favorite briscoe kane quote is uh hey have you met my mom i mean wife <laughs> oh, gross. Wait, really? Man, you know, Freud is all around us. <laughs> that man refuses to die. <laughs> oh. Okay, Sean, you're going to get two here. All right. Which priority bill of Governor Greg Abbott's did not pass the regular session and he called the legislature back for a special session to address? Was it A, Ban on drag queens, B, 
ban on care for transgender minors, C, property tax relief, or D, state government takeover of local municipalities. Only one of those four did not pass, and he called us back. Uh, so three are true, one is false. Which which one is the one that didn't pass that brought us back? I'm going to go with C, property tax. You reform. got it. You got it. I think you might have turned your camera off to look look some stuff up. But... I did. <laughs> All right. It's cheating. Yeah. So yes, they banned drag queens. They banned care for transgender minors. And they did a state takeover of local municipalities with a sweeping preemption bill. Yeah, those are all uncontroversial measures. Already a small government. Small (laughs) government. Mind your business. Okay, your next question rapidly. Which of the following did not happen for public education policy? So one of these is untrue. Uh, Hold on, I'm texting Monty to join us. Vouchers failed. Teacher raises failed. Books banned for sexually explicit content. Or medically accurate sex ed is now required in all classrooms. So one of these is not true? Right. One of those things did not happen in the public ed policy realm. Oh, we definitely didn't give kids medically accurate sex education. Um, Because, like, where would Republicans get voters from? You know? You are correct. Well done. Okay, I'm going to bring Monty in. Monty, welcome. Yay, Monty. Hey. Hi, Monty. Monty. Hey, Hey, Monty. Good job knowing our legislature. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, could you hear us talking? Yeah. Even though you weren't in? Okay. Um, Thank you for leaving your dinner early with the governor and lieutenant governor. I yeah. really appreciate it's you joining us. Really, it's a little dark, a little dry. <laughs> okay, we have the final question. We just tweeted for... each other a lot. Aw. <laughs> You're not blocked yet? You haven't been blocked by anyone? No. no. I'm delightful. Why would anyone block me? Ooh. <laughs> okay, we got one more question for Aaron here on this game, unless we need tired breakers. Aaron. How large is the Texas budget for the next two years? Is it A, $321 billion, B, $232 billion, C, $500 billion, or D, $900 million? Two-year budget for Texas. It just sucks. None of it's going to go to things we need, whatever the number is. <laughs> uh, 500 with 68% of it going towards healthcare needs for all Texas individuals. Oh, you're so cute. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm sorry. 72% of it goes to the expansion of education. Oh, so cl- you are so close, Aaron. You're so close. How but- much of it is going to the church? Just tell. Me. <laughs> well, I'd argue a hundred million at least. <sighs> Still too much, but it's I thought it'd be more. <laughs> well, when 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 vouchers, when waivers, when vouchers pass. Okay, three hundred and twenty-one oh. billion, two hundred and thirty-two billion. 500 billion or 900 million? 500? No. 
321. I knew it. Oh, so close. I can remember how many years prohibition was, but I can't remember the budget. (laughs) (laughs) We all have special talents. We do. (laughs) Um, Debbie, are they tied? Yeah. No. Sean. Sean is has is ahead five and Aaron has four. Oh, so okay. Well, Sean that's is it. our winner. Sean yeah. Is our winner. That budget okay. question. Oh, I put him on solo layout <laughs> and he's gone. <laughs> okay. And I'm here back. he is. <laughs> okay. Had a victory and saw his way out. Okay, here you go. Pretend to take a picture that we never post. Yeah. Everybody loves it. Okay. Congratulations. So well fought, both of you. Well fought. Yes. Well done. Well, like thank, you. thank you. Thank you. I mean, I thought you had oh. me with that prohibition answer. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that, that, that really else, was you know? impressive, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, congratulations, Sean. Good job. Thank all. you very much. I, uh, <laughs> I'll put that. Uh, award on my mantelpiece until oh, all of my it. guests. Right next to the butterflies. I love it. Right back there. All right. Well, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so Stephanie's starting to take it personally that guests are bailing on her show, but she's trying to remember what her therapist tells her. She's pretty hard to hang out with, and it's all her fault. Bring your <laughs> not true but her work husband came through for her again he's been with her longer than her two real husbands combined take it away stephanie Ooh, monty Ooh, thank monty. you so much thank you so much and please thank your real wife um, i'm just i'm gonna start this off pretty aggressively monty Jesus. are you ready go for it okay we're just gonna watch a little video together everybody December 1st, 2022, Monty and Stephanie are having breakfast, and this is a a replay that I wanted on tape. Go, Monty. I have some hope that after yesterday's press conference, that maybe session won't be as crazy as it was last time around. All right, 100 bucks, then Monty (laughs) wants to eat these words mid-April. Okay, there we go. Monty, how are you feeling now that session's over compared to (laughs) December 1, Monty? Where are you at? I mean, I will say that we ended up, the legislature ended up doing and not doing, mostly not doing, (laughs) exactly (laughs) what I thought they would. Oh, that's not what I picked up on from that. I heard you were excited that we were going to do teacher raises and... Lots of good yeah, things for education. Teacher raises are pretty crazy <laughs> in Texas. <laughs> okay, I can see you're lying to yeah. yourself. <laughs> it was not a fantastic session. We'll, we'll go with that. In terms of... You second Right? Didn't he look like so shiny and happy? And I just knew Optimistic I had to capture and... that moment and rub it in his face later. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> So uh, what did happen with public ed? What are the three takeaways? Did teachers get raises? No, they did not. (laughs) Did we increase the allotment for kids? No. I mean, 
we increased the likelihood that they would not get medically accurate advice. <laughs> we increased their access to chaplains, and that's really important. To chaplains, please right. go into detail about that, please, for our listeners. Right. So, you know, we have a shortage of um, counselors, really in all areas of state government, but that includes in public <laughs> schools. <laughs> And so, you know, we decided that if you don't have a counselor, or maybe if you do, but you want to save some money, then just put it in place a chaplain instead, because they're totally the same in terms of certification and not being certified. Their background checks will help. Mm -hmm. Background checks. Credentials. And we'll stop. And we'll stop at that point before it gets dark. <laughs> Wasn't there an amendment that tried to do background checks and it failed? <clears throat> yeah. Or at least to like certify them. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> so now a school district. And when questioned repeatedly, the author, was it Hefner? Cole Hefner, I think. Re- repeatedly questioned about... Um, would there be background checks or what are the qualifications? He kept saying, the school district can decide. I trust the school right. district to yeah. decide. Those people that I want yeah. to like keep on and shut down, who I'm pretty sure are, you know, serving our elementary students porn in their library, libraries, <laughs> they can totally decide on, you know, which pastors that have no history of any impropriety in the past. Yeah. Certainly not the Catholic schools. Yeah. Who should we put in a room talking about uncomfortable things with the door yeah. shut other than a chaplain and a confused child? Great idea, Texas. Absolutely. Great idea. Did you walk out with any wins? Uh, we don't have vouchers. So sure. Will you explain <laughs> vouchers to our, our four? We just got up to four members. <clears throat> this session was miserable. It was. Oh, it, was. it was. It is. It was. It is, it was. Well, and one it thing will I heard. Be. It will continue to it be. It will continue to be. What what is a voucher? What's the difference between a savings account? And have you heard the rumor that when vouchers are passed in a state, often private school tuition goes up? Yes, all of those things. So there is no difference between a voucher and a savings account other than a marketing ploy. Um and yes, uh in many states, whenever you pass a voucher, whatever you call it. <clears throat> private school tuition does go up um and at no point in time is the the cost of the or the amount of the voucher going to get you like you know your straight jesuit you know or your whatever the fancy schools are um i do not have all the lists of them in my head but you know they're like 15 to thirty-five thousand dollars a year and we're talking about significantly less than that that we hand out. The other thing that you often see in states, though, is that a whole bunch of people open up in strip malls and, cons- you know, conspicuously charge the exact amount of the voucher. <clears throat> we that had sounds a like a worker's doctor. <laughs> Say that again, Stephanie. I said it sounds like a worker's comp doctor, right? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I hit my head once at work when I worked for an environmental consulting firm and I couldn't go to my doctor. They made me go to the workers' comp doctor and it was such a scam. It was such yeah. a scam. It was such <laughs> BS. Um, let's talk about the allotment for each student. I think 
that school districts were asking for three to four thousand dollars and did we give them sixty dollars per student what what did so we walk away they with? were asking for about a thousand dollars just under a thousand dollars would have kept them uh from an inflationary standpoint where we were at four years ago <clears throat> and they would have gotten sixty dollars if that bill had passed but it didn't so oh. they got no dollars so the propaganda uh, I'm seeing from the teacher orgs that say no teacher raises, no allotment increase, those are not lies. No, totally true. Okay, but retired teachers did get a one-time They did get a win, yes. And so that there there were honestly three wins, two two and a half wins. They came out of session this year. No vouchers. The retired teachers <clears throat> actually got a pretty good um, piece of legislation passed. So. They're going to get, in addition to a cost of living adjustment, depending upon how long they've been retired, will depend on the amount of that adjustment. Um, they'll also have a supplemental check um, if they're over the age of 70 or a little bit bigger one if they're over the age of 75. And shockingly, the state is paying for all of that. Um, <clears throat> and we did also pass, uh, you know, pretty large school safety bill. Um, the mandates that we put out there actually cost more than the bill does, but at least we didn't put the mandates out and then have nothing that we gave in order to fulfill them. So what are some of the ways we plan to keep <clears throat> children safe with these safety measures? Um, well, first of all, we're going to raise ages and we're going to ban assault rifles. Said oh, no that's one in the legislature ever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... We're gonna you know, I I just I know that it's boys with guns, but I just I just think maybe hey, it has something to do with the doors. Those are gender blind. Girls can shoot people. My wife might shoot people. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but seriously, talk about the safety measures. Isn't one about sort of a vigilante ex-cop can just come hang out at the school with a gun? So Sean, don't get too excited. <laughs> I mean, Simmer down. Down. that sounds pretty good. Simmer down. School safety. Um, so I'm sorry, I got another thing. Like, doesn't safety patrol take care of this? Little sixth graders with their orange belts and the their little sash badges. Yeah. I still have my badge, and I kept those kids off the sidewalk. Well, there you go. I mean, that's half the battle. More money for safety patrol. I'm More tell Greg. Tell patrol. Greg the Not next time you text him. Patrol. Um, so we're going to give every campus, uh, a certain amount of money, uh, at least $15,000 to do some safety improvements. We also increased the school safety allotment, um, that can be spent on a lot of different things. Some of that could be spent on, um, counselors, mental health type issues, but also we did put a requirement in that every campus in the state is supposed to have an armed guard. There is a preference in the law. Um, that that person be trained and qualified, but it is only a preference. Um, so <laughs> if you can't find one or you can't afford one, um, no worries. The chaplain will be funded for you. Right. <laughs> I'm hearing like a vigilante ex-cop with like a pastor's certificate at every school. That's right. Okay, you're cool. Get your mental health and your school safety, like, yeah, that's right there. Synergy. Synergy. You don't even need a pastor's <laughs> like, certificate. Like <laughs> no, I got mine right here. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, technically, I'm an ordained minister. So, I That's mean, right. and I'm a detective. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm a detective. I think school is very different now than when I went, which I know is only 10 years ago, you know, and Sean and Aaron graduated two or three years ago. But the pressures that we are putting on the teachers and these children, I think, have really part in the comparison it's like a power keg in there and i'm sorry for that comparison but what what does texas need to be doing to make public schools quality education accessible education and actually keep our students safe in the classroom yeah i mean the first thing that we need to do <clears throat> is actually pay our teachers enough to not quit that would be helpful mm -hmm. um you know we have seen um, a pretty big turnover in terms of teachers. So it's, it's getting to the point where we're having a hard time actually filling positions. Um, but even before that, what we were seeing was the overall level of experience go way, way down, right? Because you'd have somebody that had 15, 20 years of experience that was like, I'm done with this BS, I'm out. You guys are not paying me. I can go be an Uber driver and make more money than this. Mm -hmm. And I only have to deal with one crazy person at a time, not 25 of them. Um, <clears throat> and that's just the parents, not even the kids. So, <laughs> uh, you know, so they were then bringing in people who either <clears throat> were being alternatively certified, meaning that they weren't fully certified before they were the teacher of record or you know, if you couldn't find that person and you're a district of, district of innovation, it's very innovative to hire someone with no qualifications, um, then they would bring in somebody that didn't have <clears throat> even the minimal training that the person I just talked about had, um, you know, and so it wasn't even necessarily that districts were trying to save money by bringing in folks at those usually lower wages. It's just an issue of they were trying to make sure that there was a warm body in the classroom <clears throat> because of the turnover um, that we've been experiencing for a while, but was dramatically exacerbated due to COVID. Um, first, COVID was difficult, right? And then, so everybody's had some experience with how awesome adults have been after COVID coming back into contact with other adults. <laughs> so perfectly you adjusted. never learned how to be around people and then you came back because that's what kids are like. <laughs> um, so, you know, we definitely had folks, we put out a survey and bless my members. I mean, they're honest. Some of them were like, my kids came back and now they're feral. <laughs> um, you know, and Jesus. so, and it's, it's been difficult. Like the, you would think that the ramp back up into having some conception about how to be with people would have been faster, but to be honest, like the ramp up into like relearning math and English has been faster than the ramp up into relearning how to be a human that deals with other humans. <clears throat> so that really has been a lot of the issue. Plus We've obviously super politicized, thank you, Virginia, um, and the you know political shenanigans there. We've super politicized our public schools. So now our libraries are full of porn and all of our educators are groomers. And I don't know about you, but I personally love to go to school every day and be accused of attacking children. Um, so, you know, that doesn't really make for a conducive work environment in an environment that's already difficult, right? Because they were already underfunded. 
60 plus percent of the school population is low socioeconomic, um, which doesn't necessarily mean that kids can't learn, but it does oftentimes mean that their parents haven't had the means to give them a lot of advantages before they actually get to the classroom. Um, you know, so all the folks that are coming from suburbia that are like, well, you know, my little angels know all of this stuff because I paid a whole other mortgage for them to go to pre-K, 60 to 70% of the school population didn't have any of that. Um, so they're coming in in a whole other place. What's the one thing you would do if you had a, a magic wand to improve public ed in Texas? I'd probably put a paraprofessional in every classroom. So an extra adult that doesn't even have to be an extra teacher, just an extra adult in every classroom so that teachers could spend more time um, lesson planning, more one-on-one -on -one time with the students who actually need it. You could get more small group work done. Um, and you would also have another person to interact with who's not a nine-year-old. Um, that'd be a plus um, on a daily basis, because one of the things that we do to our educators here, not just in Texas, but in the U.S., that's very different from anywhere else in the world, is that we expect them to be doing teach time or to be on for 90% of their working hours. Um, everywhere else in the world, that's between like 40 to 60%. And they're spending the rest of the time collaborating with their peers and actually planning what they're gonna do when they're in front of their students. And we don't give our educators any of that time during their working day. So they work all day long, but then they grade and plan all night long. I'm not honestly sure sometimes when my members sleep. In the summer when they have all those months off and they do nothing. up the third job that they need to actually pay their mortgage. I just think if they were better at budgeting, they wouldn't need that. Third job. <laughs> Is there a government conspiracy to defund public ed to the point of privatizing education? Is it really in Texas? a conspiracy at this point? Or is it just what, what's going on? It just is what's happening, right? I mean, I haven't heard a video yet of like, this is our plan, but. I'm pretty sure that if you like typed into Google, Betsy DeVos defund public mm -hmm. education, a video would probably come up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Mm -hmm. I'll take that. I will say the <laughs> side note. Go ahead, Sean. Means, motive, and opportunity. Uh, yeah. All of all of them. Mm -hmm. uh, Betsy DeVos has them. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right? Like there is, there's a lot of motive, uh, you know, because of that $231 billion, mm -hmm. um, you know, we spend about 40% of that. Well, we don't spend 40% of that because that's the whole budget. Only about half of that's discretionary. But of the discretionary portion of the budget, we spend about 40% um, on public education. But that's because we have five and a half million students. So when you look at it on a per student basis, we're like way lower than almost every state. But it's still a huge amount of money. And so, yeah, vendors definitely want, you know, a piece of a multi-billion dollar pie. Mm -hmm. How do property taxes relate to school funding? And what's up with this talk <coughs> about getting rid of property taxes? Does that mean an income tax? <laughs> That's funny. Um, <laughs> so I will say, right, if you've noticed that it was a little chilly the other day, it's because hell may have slightly frozen over. 
Um, because <laughs> our lieutenant governor came out and just flat out said that the thought about getting rid of property taxes altogether is a fantasy, um, which is both true and insane to have heard him say it. Um, and it is, it's totally a fantasy. You'd have to have like a 20, you know, plus percent sales tax in order to get rid of property taxes because property taxes don't just pay for public schools. They pay for, you know, mm -hmm. your police force, they pay for your firefighters, they pay for a lot of the roads we drive on, like they pay for a lot of stuff. <clears throat> so the way, let's see, let's see if we can do school funding in 15 seconds. So Penny. you have state Allotment. funding and you have local funding. Your local funding is all property taxes. So the state law says schools get a certain amount of money for the student population they have. That's your entitlement. If your local property taxes are more than that entitlement, then you are getting all of your school funding coming from your local property taxes. And if it's over that, whatever's over that actually spills over the top of that bucket and gets recaptured, all my friends in Austin, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and sent back to the state um, theoretically to be used on low wealth districts, but honestly to be used on border security. So <laughs> <clears throat> then if you- More buoys, more buoys, <laughs> more buoys. <laughs> uh, build that fence. Uh, so <clears throat> if your bucket though is not able to be filled up by your local property taxes, then state funds go in to fill up the rest of your bucket. And those state funds primarily are coming from sales taxes. Uh, and so that's basically, in a nutshell, how the system works. Entitlement, sales tax from the state, property tax from the local districts. I and, thought that, like, Austin's extra money went to a poorer district. I didn't realize sales tax was filling in any gaps. So recapture is, well, it's gotten a lot bigger, actually, in this budget. Most of the time, it's been under $2 billion out of about a $60 billion pie. But recapture in this last budget cycle has massively increased. It was up to like six billion and then eight billion. Um, so it's huge. Um, <clears throat> but at the same time, it definitely doesn't pay for the entire state share. So again, theoretically, recapture should go to pay for um, property poor districts. But what really happens is that recapture just gets poured back into the general revenue fund to be spent however the legislature chooses to spend general revenue. One of those ways is on public education. Um, one of the things that a lot of folks have noticed over the years is this is actually not true in the current budget because recapture has skyrocketed so much. But until this current budget, the amount of money that we spend on charter schools and the round of recapture has been almost the same for like five or six years. Wow. <clears throat> so, yeah, we don't, we're not talking about charter schools. No. No. We got, we got worse things out there to talk about right now. What completely unrelated to public ed most surprised you about this session? And then I'll open it up to community and questions. Unrelated to public education? Yeah, just what else in the... I have, I have, I don't know that it surprised me, but I will say I have found some of the property tax stuff to be fascinating. If you look at the plans and you dig down, and this is totally just my supposition, but like if you dig down into who benefits from which plan and why you might choose that, I think it's interesting, right? So the Senate plan, again, 
it's a little chilly down south. Uh, <clears throat> primarily benefits homeowners and is actually far more equitable. Now, I will say, I do not think that is because the Grinch's heart grew three sizes. I will think that is because um, there are lots and lots and lots of Republican voters who live in rural Texas that own a home that doesn't cost that much and therefore totally spending all of your money on um, the homestead exemption benefits those voters quite a bit and makes them say, I'm going to keep on voting for you, Mr. Republican, who doesn't actually pay for anything that I might need in life other than this homestead exemption. Whereas if you look at the governor's plan, um, which is aligned with the house plan and it's unknown whether it's, it's unknown who came up with that plan. Um, but it makes a little more sense that maybe it was the governor because if you look at property tax compression, which is the primary driver for that particular plan. So homestead exemption, right? Everybody gets the hundred thousand compression. <laughs> the more expensive your property is, the more money you get back, which means if you are richy rich, who owns super big, expensive commercial property or industrial property, you get a shit ton of money out of that plan way more than somebody who's just a regular homeowner does. And those people tend to be political donors. So are you trying to get people to vote for you? Or are you trying to get people to give you money? I'm just trying to help the little guy, Monty. And that's why you're in the minority. <laughs> <laughs> Any questions for Monty? <laughs> um, I hear I, I Aaron. Mean, yeah. yeah, I guess I got one, Monty. Okay. And I... <clears throat> The best way to just like flat out say it is how do you how do you how do you make yourself get to go to work every day? Is, is how fucking yeah. like, to, to be quite to be quite you know honest. Like, the surprising true. thing is I am not on antidepressants. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong. There's with There's nothing it. wrong with that. There is nothing wrong what? with that. You know what? My girl Kristen Bell can take as many antidepressants as she wants to. It's just fine. <laughs> Yeah, I'm you just saying. So I still wake up every day, don't kill myself with one of those, you know, chaplain guns, yeah. um, and you know, keep on going into work. But, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I four million kids, I guess. <laughs> you got a great smile, so I'm glad you're you're, you're powering through it. So I, I I think it really is just how, how do you do it, man? Like, how do you? I know. It's a, it's a losing battle. It, it's unfortunate that you're fighting the damn good fight, but unfortunately, they don't give a damn. The the politician like and it, it it seems yeah. like how can you not want to offer more funding for children or opportunities for children or raise teacher wages or make it less miserable for a teacher to come to work? Like bare bare minimum, how right. how do you continue your fight? It is difficult. And so we've gotten more and more involved on the election side over time. Um, and I've definitely gotten a little more brazen with my members in terms of saying, you know, hey, you got what you voted for, um, which was not a pay raise. Uh, so <laughs> I will say like for the entirety, so I've been doing this for about 15, 16 years. For the entirety of that time, um, you know, my success has not been measured in the bills that I've passed. It's measured in the bills that I've killed. Um, 
I'm real good at murdering stuff. Uh, and so from that standpoint, super successful. Uh, you know, so you drink the blood of the things you killed and that gives you eternal youth. That is correct. That is correct. I have a very green lawn because, you know, the blood of my enemies. <laughs> Did you have a question, Sean? Um, well, my main question is, uh, why do they keep putting these money, this money in buckets? You know, seems like, <laughs> seems like you, like I've never buckets. seen anybody yeah. put money yeah. in a bucket yeah, before. Like a bank it's or a bad place to put it. Yeah. Um, the other thing <laughs> is, um, so uh, I'm glad somebody's taken down these fat cat teachers who've had it too good for too long, quite frankly. <laughs> know, <right>? But, <laughs> but uh, what happens when um, we don't have, anybody to teach like the children of austin and like uh so you know, this some sort of societal collapse that's right so for all the parents out there who voted for people that did not give your teachers a pay raise i want you to think back two years i want you to think back to that time when your children were at home and you <laughs> had to give them on a daily basis because if all the teachers quit You'll get to do that forever. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that is a yeah. good note to end on. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, this is, I told Stephanie this earlier. I, I think that uh, Democrats should uh, lead with the message. Hey, remember when you used to have time to fuck? Uh, <laughs> that's And a partner who knew what that was. <laughs> Yeah, that's what we're fighting for in the Democratic Party. Yeah. Let's give you time to fuck. Yeah, no more charts, no more graphs, primal yep. needs. Just, yep. Yeah, yeah. There we yeah. go. All right, take us home, Debbie. Take us home. All righty. Well, on that note, I don't know how you, Monty, and Stephanie, like, maintain sobriety. Oh, I didn't Perfect. say that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You just, you know, I you know. whatever you have to do. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Uh, thank you so much uh, to our special guest, Monty Exeter. I always want to say Exeter. I'm sorry. I'm Monty Exeter <laughs> and Sean Fernando. Um, thank you to our sidekick comedian, Aaron Salinas. And thank you to our, as always, our over-the-ledge benevolent empress, Stephanie Chiarello. Thank you to Debbie Odette for guiding us through this finale episode. Just remember, she jams. Hell yeah. 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 <laughs> it's been a while, but yeah. All righty. Well, that's our show. <laughs> um, if you like what you heard, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Like us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and now TikTok as at Over the Ledge. Bye. Bye. Hey, are you still doing Shame Watch, Aaron? No, not anymore. Okay, Sean, what is your channel again? Uh, theoretically Sean. S H A W N. Theoretically Sean. Monty, A T P E's handle on Twitter. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, Aaron, what, what's your next project, Aaron? Uh, I'm actually kind of taking it easy right now, uh, but uh, I will be participating in the Corpus Christi Seven Day Film Festival in, uh, in July. So yeah, 
you can oh you can catch our stuff on bridge burners on youtube so it's a bridge burner production all right bye Bye, everybody love you see you in september maybe you will you know you know okay you know yeah Yeah. i do i I complain but then i come back for more abuse (laughs) really